Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Yo, that was some damn basketball We're at Golden One Center last night. <laughs> that was some shooty hoops, bro. <laughs> uh you you add in the Warriors Kings just saga over the last year or so, and the Kings trying to check the box that they were unable to check last season by just beating Golden State, and then you tie in the whole in season tournament aspect of this with the Timberwolves getting their win and their their point differential sitting at zero, so it's down to Kings Warriors, and can the Warriors not only win? But win by 12 to move on, or can the Kings, you know, down 24, come back and, hey, you know what, it's okay if you lose, just cut it to 11 or less. And then all of a sudden, with like three minutes left, it's like, oh! We got a ball game. Forget the play-in tournament stuff. We got a game game. Oh, God. Absolutely spectacular, Kyle. prime, I don't want to say peak sports, because peak sports is like a game seven. Like a really good game seven is peak sports to me. That was prime regular season sports. I totally agree. And I, I uh, you know, on occasion, we are hard on on the Kings. We're hard on Mike Brown, uh, you know, coaching decisions, whatever goes into what's happening on the court. I will say this. I thought that that was one of the most masterful coaching jobs I've seen from Mike Brown. His team got yes. stomped early and he just kept tinkering until he found the right formula and away they went. And he stuck with it. He didn't have to go back to somebody just because... And I thought it was an absolute tremendous coaching job. I started counting this morning on the way in. I think he played seven players off the bench. Like, you know, he started with Davion and Malik. He he tried JaVale McGee. He, then he started going to Keon Ellis. Went to Sasha. He went to Kessler Sasha. Edwards. Kessler Edwards. Uh, Trey Lyles. That's at least seven. Let me see. Hang on. I'll count exactly for you. Let me see. So One, I think two, 12 three, players. four, five, six. Yeah, seven off the bench. Five minutes each for Keon JaVale and Kessler Edwards. Nine for Davion Mitchell. Fifteen and a half minutes for Sasha Vizenkov. And let's just get this out of the way right now. Sasha Vizenkov is your Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game. Like, we're just getting it out of the way off top. That's right. He swung the game. 
he wasn't the best player on the court for Sacramento on last night, but he 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 had two huge threes and two or three monster defensive plays that that swung that game. So congratulations, Sasha Vizankov is your Disney's fast break player of the game. Go to ESPN1320.com. Jump on board with the the Jiffy Lube. Hit click on the big Jiffy Lube tag right, right there in the front. And uh, Sasha, right? It's Sasha? Yep. Just S-A-S-H-A. The password is Sasha. 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 Yeah, so just do what James said. Go to that website, and Jiffy Lube is going to uh, hook you up with a $100 gift certificate if you are the chosen winner. And that's right. That's how good. Speaking of getting hooked up from Jiffy Lube. Oh, Kyle. If you're Kyle. watching on if you're watching on the stream right now. Oh, Kyle. At youtube.com slash ESPN1320, you'll just, notice. I'll just move for a second. A Kyle. stack of boxes sitting behind James that say delivery from Jiffy Lube on them. Well, that's fun. We got a Jiffy Lube Christmas starting up, Kyle. We have no idea what's in the boxes. They just showed up today. That's so we gotta right. Find it. We got to have a meeting with our promo staff and figure out what the hell that is. Yep. I hope they're for us. Uh, I, I'm doubting it. No, they're clearly for, well, they're for us yeah. to give away, Kyle. They're not, just Jiffy got, Loop just isn't on. giving us stuff. I just got to, well, yeah, I just got to chat. Our promo staff is listening. Hang on. I just got a Gmail chat from them. Hang on. Yeah, no, they're for the listeners. They're, they're for, definitely the listeners. for the listeners. They're definitely for the listeners. We got to give those away then. We are. I think I think we're scheduled to give all these gifts away. Like there's one week where we're it's just going to be a bonanza. Going to dump them all out. It's going to be a bonanza, Kyle. Oh God, I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. What's in the box? Oh, I need that drop. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll pull that. All right, all right. A little seven action. Yeah, I've, another movie I haven't seen. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, I will. We'll get that drop, and then we will. We will let you know <laughs> at some point. We got to figure out when we can bust one of these bad boys open. Yeah, we're gonna open one of these things up so we can check it out, so we can see what the heck's in there, and see what the heck we're passing on to you. So make sure to keep listening to the insiders, and we will tell you how Jiffy Lube is hooking you up this Christmas. And it's not just a one hundred dollar gift certificate, which we will continue giving away after every single Kings game. That's right. Jiffy Lube still like here's the gift certificates. Give these out. And then they also dropped these boxes off also as a gift for, for you, the listener, and we'll be giving those away uh, as we get closer to the holidays. Tremendously huge. Enormous. Yes. Man. Like the Kings win last That's night. That's such a good... I mean, come Like on, the come Kings on. win He's a pro, folks. last night. We love it. Uh, Kyle, this was not one of 82. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Like, people tried to... Like, they tried to feed us that last night. Well, you know, this is, it's more of just one of 82. You know, it's a, you know, we're, we're excited to go on and, and play in the quarterfinals, but, you know, it's just one of 82. It's like, no, it was BS. not. There was totally this BS. huge dark cloud hanging over the top of the Sacramento Kings' head. Yeah. They lost in a seven game series, riveting seven game series, yes. but they lost at home. Right. In the playoffs, the first playoff appearance in 16 years to the Golden State Warriors. Yes. This was Big Brother just kept, like, like giving you a wet willy. Just kept mm-hmm. messing with you. Mm-hmm. You had a guy stomp on your stars, big man. Mm-hmm. You had, and then you get into the game. They were clowning the Kings, man. They were up bad. twenty. They were really clowning. Bad. It was really bad. It was it was going the direction of 
and this is I part of what to to me makes makes the Kings special, and part of what makes the Warriors not a not a title contender is every game I've ever watched that goes that direction, where it's okay an early lead, but it's you know it's still manageable, but then Kings mistakes and the Warriors are hitting shots and nothing. Demonis Sabonis can't get going. De'Aaron Fox can't get going, and it's just kind of okay. It's spinning out of control. It goes from eight to 12 okay now it's 15 now it's seven now it's 24 oh every game i've ever watched like that winds up as a 30 point loss yes like, that's just how those games go it's like totally. oh, not our night and i'd be fascinated to know if everything was exactly the same like let's put the play in or gosh the in-season tournament in play here mm-hmm. okay that scenario is all the same but let's say they're playing the pelicans do the Kings fight back the same way? It's a good That's, question. It 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 absolutely felt like well, a I don't think the Pelicans are going to be as, as mistake prone as the Warriors were down the stretch, but b I think that had something to do with it. Like when they hit halftime, it was there was I don't know who it was, whether it was Mike Brown or De'Aaron or Malik Monk or whoever it was. It was like we cannot go out like this against this team because not only are you then getting smoked at home. To the Warriors, but now you're out of the in-season tournament, and all the good vibes would have been. It would have been really hard to come in here today and be like, "Hey, everything's fine. It was just one loss. Like they're still over five. It's fine. It would have not been fine. No, that would have been objectively bad. I I, I totally agree with you. <laughs> and then what would it mean for today? Because the Kings play again. Yeah, they play again at home tonight yeah. against the Los Angeles Clippers. What would that mean? Like back-to-back games. And check oh. this out, Kyle. Back-to-back yeah. games. In two games, you are going to face eight Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. No joke. Eight Hall of Famers over a two-day stretch. That is wild. Absolutely yeah. wild. Yeah, no doubt. Hall of Famers playing like Hall of Famers? No. Oh, no, no. But guys who will be in... Well, one guy certainly played like Amazing. a Hall of Famer last night, for the most part, in Steph Curry. Um, although we can get into like the kick heard around the world, um, and but then they had other guys who did not play like Hall of Famers. So no. you know, I thought Clay Thompson played well early on, and again, just like exuding this arrogance of you know the Clay Thompson, like yeah, we're better than you. The the every issue with Golden State comes down to the fact that Steve Kerr subbed out Moses Moody. <laughs> for Clay Thompson. There it is. That's it. everything that's wrong with them. And the fact that there's Kings fans in the chatty house right now, I saw it on the internet last night, John Bull, who is a person I want to punch in the, the face. face. Yep. <laughs> we were talking about the game, and he's like, he's like, I can't believe they took Moody out. Just Like, that's the only guy, that 11 points in the fourth quarter, he's the only guy who put the ball in the basket. They just take him out. It was, um, no, it, to me, though, that was... The Kings taking advantage of Golden State's mistakes, um, hustling to loose balls, gaining extra possessions, drawing fouls. Mm-hmm. Like there were the whistle was crazy last night. But I didn't, I didn't see any egregious like missed calls. I didn't see anything that was like, ooh, that was a that, that uh, I don't think there was a foul on that. Huh? Like nothing, especially late in the game, where I thought, man, you know what? De'Aaron's gotten to the line was it eleven times in the third quarter. And I think the Kings went to the line 20 times in that quarter. Yeah. It was never like, oh, that was a bad whistle. No, I think 
the one major whistle that they missed was when Draymond Green faked getting hit in the face yeah, and rolled around on the, the ground yeah. uh, and then stayed on that end of the court for a good 30 seconds uh, laying down by the King's bench. That, first of all, uh, NBA, that right there, you have the ability. Yeah. Go ahead and find him. That is a grade A flop. And I don't know how they didn't tee him up. That was an egregious flop, and those things can be retroactively like put in place. Especially the the problem I had with it, Kyle, is that like a minute and a half before, mm-hmm. you went and reviewed yes. a Sasha Vazenkov potential flop. Right. Which, hey, like to be honest with you, it sure did look like he hopped right into the, the way at the last second. Like there's a little bunny hop that Sasha takes there before he, yeah. he flies backwards. Like I could have seen a flop being called on that and I would have been okay with it. But on the other end, the the Draymond Green thing, come on, insane. man, totally insane. You, the, <laughs> this is not a warrior show. I don't. Draymond sucks, but <laughs> that's that's the extent of you 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 get yourself tossed out of five games and you hurt your team, and then you come back and you flop and you want them to play a possession four on five while you sit down there and try and embellish your call. Like go, go you're doing it wrong. That's the wrong thing, and that's the whole issue with Draymond Green is the suspensions aren't working. There's been no team discipline. There's no accountability. That's just what's going to happen. Okay, that's where I want to stop with that. I love, A, that Sasha's trying to draw a charge there. Yep. In a big spot. B, honestly, would have been fine with a no call. I didn't think... I think he embellished the contact, trying to get a foul. Okay, that's... I don't even hate that. Okay. Embellishing, the, trying to get draw a foul. But that they called a, a block on it, I didn't think it should have been a foul. Okay. I didn't think there was enough contact there to... Because if he doesn't try and embellish... There's just two guys standing next to each other at the end of that play. Yeah. And there's no whistle. So I don't. I thought it was a I thought it was a weird thing. In trying to draw the call, they called him for a foul he probably didn't commit. Is I didn't... Okay. I didn't love that. Well, but, I would, I would I, like but to... But again, it's not... It, it just... The, my, my only complaint with officiating last night was that there were so many damn whistles. Oh, there was a lot. That game took like too, 17 oh, hours. It like, just, I almost didn't make it here in time for the show because I was still <laughs> at the arena. It was, man, it was a grinder of a game. Parting shot before we head to the break. Uh, I would point out that the Golden State Warriors lost by one point. Uh, Draymond Green's technical may have mattered in that game. Mm. Just saying. Mm. Just saying. It sure might have. Yeah, it may have. All right. We got to take a break. More Kings Warriors coming up. The Kings won that game last night. Like, don't get don't get the the Draymond stuff, the the Clay stuff, the Moses Moody. Don't get it twisted. The Kings went and took that game last night, and we'll talk about that next. We got James six quick thoughts. You're not going to want to miss those. We are the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Loop here on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. It's going to be fascinating watching the Kings tonight against against the Clippers. Oh, yeah. Do they get just punked by 40 because they expended all their energy and all their emotion <laughs> in, a, in a big win over the Golden State Warriors? Or do they go for a third really good victory in a row? Yeah, it'd be, it would be... A really, really nice W. Even though the Clippers haven't been playing well, 
that's a that's a team that if you don't play your best game against them, they will punch you in the mouth. Well, that and they just have bad matchups for the Kings. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like they, they do. Like uh, like half of their roster is a bad matchup for the Kings. Two things. One, do you have any? Three things actually. Do you have any idea on Keegan tonight? Uh, we don't know yet. Uh, okay. We're going to have um, shoot around. We'll start right before we get off the show here. Uh, it should be around 1130, 1145. We might okay. hear something then. Okay. Um, but uh, I was surprised that he was doubtful after going through a full practice mm-hmm. on Monday. I was surprised that he was doubtful yesterday afternoon. And then even more surprised that he, he didn't like get upgraded during the day yesterday yeah um but what that tells me is that uh one day of practice he was sore and he was feeling it so like i'm not going to count him out for tonight i think he there there very well could be a chance that he plays Mm -hmm. i also if you're the kings if you could buy him one more day knowing that you're going up against you know take the the end season tournament all that stuff out of the way yeah like you really need him against uh leonard and and paul george you need his length Mm-hmm. Uh, and his defensive ability against a team that's coming up. Not that you don't need it against the Warriors, but with his specific injury, there was no way he could have chased Steph Curry around the court. No, not not with the SI joint mm-hmm. issue. No. Like a- against a bigger, stronger player, sure, like he can hold his own. But that's just a different type of, you know, it's a whole different beast chasing Steph Curry all over the court. Yeah, for sure. And I, honestly, I thought the the Kings for the most part did a really nice job with that last night. I know he he finished with what twenty nine, but it, they they forced him into into a lot of tough shots. And I thought Mike Brown choosing when to blitz Curry and when to double him, and then doubling a lot right as he crossed half court. Oh yeah, and forcing because that Steph Draymond pick and roll is no longer Draymond decision-making, kicking out to prime Clay Thompson or Kevin Durant or Harrison Barnes or pick a good shooter. Yeah. It's like Clay Thompson, who can't hit the broad side of a barn right now, and Andrew Wiggins, who you're you're fine with shooting. Like, he had a good game last night, but you'll play the percentages on that. And so I loved I loved the, the game plan from the Kings last night defensively. Second thing I want to get to, and I'm glad that, that Aldrin Jay and the Chatty House brought this up uh, because our Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game was Sasha Vizenko. Sasha. ESPN1320.com. There's a big Jiffy Lube banner right in the front. Click. Uh, click on that. That's and right. And then enter the code word Sasha, as in Vizenkov. That was our Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game. Enter that code Sasha to enter to win a $100 gift certificate from our friends over at Jiffy Lube. So go ahead and uh, jump over and do that right now. Unless you're like driving, in which case hang on <laughs> don't do it while driving okay but uh we will we will definitely want you to take advantage of that hundred dollar gift certificate from uh the homies over at jivy lube but i'm glad that aldrin jay brought up sasha vizenkov because i think this is one of the the interesting angles that, that comes out of last night is he says we 100 percent need to give sasha more minutes and i would push back on that because like last night Cashes a couple of big threes, made a couple of excellent defensive plays. He blocked Curry's shot one time, and then who, who else did he get? I think he got Moody. And then he got yeah, or, he got, or Wiggins. He got, he got somebody down near the basket. Yeah, a couple yeah. of really good defensive plays. He stretches the floor. He hustles. He knows where to be. But I don't know that you're maximizing Sasha Vizenkov by just point blank saying, "Hey, here's 25 minutes." I think it has to be matchup based. It has to be feel based. And to me, Mike Brown has gotten that benefit of the doubt. Where, hey, if Sasha's not playing tonight, then 
it, I, I I trust that Mike Brown knows that this wasn't wasn't the spot for him. I think this game. I mean, it, it's hiding here in the six quick thoughts. So this game in particular, it shines a light on something that that has kind of been the issue with the Kings the first 13, 14 games of the season. Mm-hmm. It's that Trey Lyles wasn't there, and that Trey Lyles changes so many different things, and. I believe that what we saw last night was the beginning of something for Mike Brown to rely on throughout the season. And that is Trey Lyles as a small ball five alongside Sasha Vizinkov. There's a huge difference between JaVale McGee trying to make passes and Trey Lyles trying to make passes and trying to run the offense. You cannot run the offense the same way with JaVale McGee on the court that you can with Trey Lyles. And it's because Trey Lyles can shoot the ball from three, Mm -hmm. but also he's just a better all around passer, thousand percent, just straight up, and so I, I think we'll get into that as we get through these six quick thoughts. Okay, let's get to those right now. Uh, starting with De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox is a star. Uh, I thought the Warriors totally knocked him off his game early. He was he didn't shoot the ball well from three. He goes two for eight. He was horrendous, horrendous from the free throw line, like really, really bad. Really bad. Really the bad. fact that he got to the line so much. Uh, was because he was aggressive. The fact that he went 9 of 17, and in a one-point game, you had your star miss eight free throws, including some during the in clutch. Mm-hmm. Like, that cannot happen. You've got to figure that one out. Same thing uh, for Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles, 6 of 9 from the free throw line, but his two misses in the fourth quarter could have easily cost you the game. So um, I thought all of that, saying all of that, he still battled. Uh, yep. He finished 29 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, defensively, Kyle, I told you, I need him to defend Steph Curry mm-hmm. in crucial moments. And mm-hmm. I need to see him take, like, it doesn't matter how much he scores. I need to see him do that because he is the guy that can mm-hmm. that can slow him down, that can fight through screens, that will get calls fighting through screens mm-hmm. where other players won't. I thought he was tremendous. And uh, Mike Brown said that is, he said, if you look it up in the dictionary, that is what a two-way player looks like. Uh, he talked talking about uh, De'Aaron Fox on Steph Curry's defense. So big, big props to De'Aaron Fox for a huge game. One of the things to me that makes De'Aaron Fox a star is the fact that he was one for seven from three and with his team down six with a minute 15 left, steps into a three confidently and drills it. Drills it. Like that is that is something that I know two for eight from three is bad and you don't want to rely on, uh, you know, hey, he's 0 for 10, but hey, in a big spot, you want him to shoot it. But that he's confident taking that shot, doesn't shy away from that shot, and that the Kings work to get him that shot, that's a star, man. All right, no, number two. I, I think so, too. Uh, number two, the struggle is real. For whatever reason, the Golden State Warriors have Demonis Sabonis' number. Uh, mm-hmm. He looked mortal again. He finished with a line of nine points, 10 rebounds, I mean, 10 assists, and eight rebounds. It was a battle in the post, but in no... I don't understand. Like, you have got to do more on the glass and i know they were walling him off mm-hmm. and that's part of the reason why we have 10 rebounds for De'Aaron fox we have nine rebounds for kevin herter mm-hmm. um but like domas has got to figure out a way to defeat Kev- uh, kevon looney like whatever the problem is there you got to figure it out yep yeah so Loon's a, looney's a, a dog but you can't be going nine boards and what do you go what do you go from the field two for seven yeah, two for seven, just seven shots. That's that's that's, that's yeah, not going to come. You had three starters combined for nineteen shots. 
Chris Duarte four, seven for Domas, and eight for Harrison mm. Barnes. That's pretty crazy. Harrison Barnes shouldn't have one fewer field goal attempt than, or one more field goal attempt than Domas. And uh, you that's know, nuts. Harrison Barnes, uh, like I thought he was solid. Uh, mm-hmm. But but he did not finish the game. I thought again, Mike Brown went with what was working, and, and kudos to him. Yep, love that for him. Number um, three, number three, small ball. Trey Lyles is back, which means Mike Brown has more options in the third quarter. Brown turned to Lyles as a small ball five and found success. Uh, he scored eleven points, grabbed six rebounds. More importantly, he ran a plus eleven. He also was, I, I believe, the cog that helped free Sasha Vizenkov mm. to, to be the player that he needed to be in that game. Had a big block of Kevon Looney as well. Yeah, Late like Trey Lyles' versatility, just like people miss the boat on who Trey Lyles is. He's really good, and yep. he really helps this team. Um, uh, let's uh, let's put a pin in that. Yeah. Uh, we got to get out of here. We'll have the rest of your quick thoughts, including some stuff um, about Kevin Herter. We got some stuff on Malik Monk, and of course, we got to talk about Sasha Vizankov, the hero of last night's game. That's right. We will get into all of that, plus some... some some stuff on the in-season tournament I want to talk about. Okay. Because that thing worked, bro. It did. But it was fascinating last night. Like, it added a whole extra layer to an already, like... Tense. Uh, what's it, like, tense, like, yeah. c- cinematic-type matchup. We will get into all of that. Uh, plenty of Kings Warriors coming up. That's James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen. We're the Insiders. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Code word is Sasha for a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. That's right. $100. bucks. let us take that into Jiffy Lube. Get some work done on your car. I know you probably need it. Whether you're traveling for the holidays or you've already traveled, maybe for Thanksgiving. You need to get some work done on your car. Head into Jiffy Lube. And you can get a $100 gift certificate by going to ESPN1320.com. Click on that Jiffy Lube contest page. It's right there front and center. You click on that, enter the code word Sasha, S-A-S-H-A, and you will have an opportunity to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. We're doing that after every single Kings game. Shout out to the homies. I just, Jiffy Lube. I just saw the uh, the inside of the Ransom Note one. That's extremely that's dope, spectacular. right? I really love it. Yeah, because it's it's the logos of all the the locals. Every every Northern California team. Yeah, very cool. 
Very cool. I shouldn't stuff. say every Northern California team. It's most. It's uh. There's A's and Giants, Niners, Raiders, Kings, Warriors, Republic, and River Cats. River Cats. Yeah. There. I mean, thank goodness there's no Sharks logo in there. And I love that the the S is the S on Athletics. That has a little like, uh, uh like line underneath it. Okay. I don't know what that's called. A banner that runs under the whole. It's super sick. Shopdlonekz.com. All right, let's dive back into your six quick thoughts as we as we continue discussing the Kings' one twenty four one twenty three win over the Golden State Warriors last night. A twenty four point comeback for the Kings, and I think the thing that impressed me most about it was usually when you see a big comeback in a game, it's it's a team goes on like a. 15-0 run and all of a sudden they go from 24 to down nine the kings last night though 24 okay it's 17 at the half okay like that but then they got it to 15 and then to 13 and then it was kind of in that 16 to 13 range for a while okay and then they get it to single digits and then just the floodgates opened and they ended up clawing all the way back and and taking the lead and then giving it up and then taking it back again and ultimately winning the game we haven't talked enough about. In fact, we'll we'll do it now. So let's get to let's get to your six quick thoughts because one of these is is about Malik Monk, and I want to and I want to talk about Malik for a second. So let's get to uh, number four in your six quick thoughts. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I, I, this is a big game. Kevin Herter really struggled in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And against this team, um, but he didn't have an, an issue in this one. He he uh, did struggle to slow down Andrew Wiggins early, but then he matched him. For, for much of the game. It wasn't until late in the game where I felt like Kevin became more of a decoy on the offensive end, but also a facilitator. Mm-hmm. Uh, he finished with 21 points, nine rebounds, five assists. He had three offensive rebounds, uh, shot four of seven from three, eight of 14 from, um, from the field. And this is a game where you can just point to and say, like, look, when you're in a big series or a big game, this is the type of contest that that Kevin Herter can give you. It might not be every night. Some mm-hmm. nights it's just going to be points. Some nights he'll be cold and he won't, and, and he might just go get you a couple of rebounds. But when you, uh, if you can start relying on him to have games like this when it matters, like a versatile game, mm-hmm. then that's huge for the Kings. I agree. Yeah. yeah, especially on a night where you're not getting a lot from really anybody. Anyone else? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if Domas is going to have an off night and stuff like that, what I would point out is that he and and Clay Thompson were the two. You know, they're basically your shooting guards in this game. He outscored Clay. They had the same amount of rebounds. He had three more assists. Like you wiped out Clay Thompson in this game, and I know Clay Thompson isn't the same Clay Thompson, but you wiped out his stat line. Mm-hmm. by using Kevin Herter. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to use one of your, you know, you didn't have to use a Domas. You didn't have to use a, a, a De'Aaron Fox to wipe out. Like, that's a big deal if you can cross-cancel one of some, a, one of their better players' stat lines with Kevin Herter. Yeah, no doubt. Just kind of an all-around team effort last night. That was that was four. Let's get to let's get to number five because yeah. this is the one I want to get to. Yeah, not a typical game. Uh, the Warriors took away the lob man from Malik Monk in this one. Um you know, like again, we do prize picks, and it's like a big running gag with all of us. It with the media, we're having a good time with it. We're just messing around. But uh, Malik Monk, his I think his uh, assist line was four, and you're used to him cakewalk into four, especially in a game like this. But when they took away the lob, all of a sudden he he had to do things differently, and mm-hmm. the pick and roll wasn't working. They 
Then they took away his lob man. They didn't even let JaVale McGee play in the second half. And so Malik had to be a different player than he normally is. And my goodness, he was incredible. 8 of 15 shooting. Um, he scores 21 points. I, I think the fact that you had two creators on the floor at all times in that in that fourth quarter run was exactly what you had to have. You had to have De'Aaron Fox and Malik mm-hmm. Monk both out there doing their thing. And then he comes up with that crazy play at the end. And he was so funny in post game. Uh, like someone asked him if he called bank uh, or if he if he called if he called game mm-hmm. after the shot. And he yeah. goes, and he goes, uh, no, I, I didn't. But uh, game. <laughs> that's great yeah he was he was I, hilarious he hits so he gets the steal after yep. the kings trapped Steph. um after they had cut it to was that two yeah it, no three because he to tie it i have this all backwards uh but either way he 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 hits he the the king's trap staff Steph get, just throws it to the middle of the court. Malik gets a steal, eventually works his way down, hits a corner three. The Warriors come down, up by one, turn it over. And then the Kings come back down, it gets over to Malik, and he works it. That was excellent defense by Andrew Wiggins. It was perfect defense in that spot. Yes. Forces Monk into a tough fall away where he's not even getting a shot. It was like a shot put in off to the side, that's a really, really tough shot and a really, really tough angle. And that he still hits that. There's not that many dudes in the league that get a shot a close to the rim there, but B like, well, a get a shot off B get a shot close to the rim or even make it. So that was a, just a super impressive stretch of like 30 seconds of game time from Malik Monk that, I mean, we can talk about everything else, but at the, at the end of the game, it came down to, one of the Kings' go-to guys, one of their 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 players who you expect to step up in a big spot, stepping up in a big spot. Yeah, and the thing that I I believe he was doing there, uh, first of all, he knows he's got to get a shot up. No matter what, they've got to get a shot, right? Mm-hmm. A- and he's doing his best. But I also, I think he believed that Domas had position down low, and he couldn't get, throw it up and over the top to Domas because uh, Looney was right there. Mm-hmm. But I think he was like, look, we got to get a shot. A yeah. shot is better than no shot. And if nothing else, I think Domas is down there and will at least have a shot at a rebound. Mm-hmm. And so he just had to do his best to get it as close as he could to the rim. And my goodness, what a, you know, that's, he's a hooper. He's a shot maker. You know, he's one of those guys, we talked about this before, who spends a lot more time on a basketball court mm-hmm. than he does in a gym. Mm-hmm. And then he does, you know, lifting weights. That's mm-hmm. that's just he's one of those guys. He's a gym rat, and like his development with the Kings has been just spectacular. Because mm-hmm. this is not the player he was anywhere else before. Mm-mm. And uh, I think that Mike Brown, he's talked about it. Mike Brown didn't trust him. He didn't trust him early on. And Malik Monk I mean, said, "I had to earn his for trust reason, for like the proper reasons." Yeah, and he didn't give him any reason to. Well, now you have this thing where it's playoff Malik you know like if if he can be that player at least half the time mm-hmm. like you're this team is really really unstoppable and yeah. again I'll continue to compare him he reminds me so much his game reminds me so much of Bobby Jackson mm. so it's just yeah. one of those deals where there are certain things Malik Monk does and you're just shaking your head like no 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 
and then he has a way of hitting him. That's the give and take, though. Yes, like, it is. I will, I will take for every... He had a really bad turnover at, at one point in that game where he dribbled down like toward toward the left corner and I forget I forget who he was trying to get the ball to but just kind of threw the ball away. Yeah. It was not a good it was just not a good play. But you'll take that kind of over aggressive a little bit scattered because you're going to get that corner 3. He hit a couple of just audacious shots. And he does that all the time. But he hit a couple last night including the game winner and it's like dude that's why you live with okay for every one or two head scratching plays where you're like oh come on Malik. There's going to be two or three incredible plays that cancel it out and make him better than those than uh, better than the mistakes. Yeah. You're willing to live with it. And you know, like in all honesty, like there are mistake players, right? And, and Malik is one of those guys, right? Uh, don't, don't get me wrong here, but we're not talking about a guy who's averaging like three and a half turnovers a game. You know, he's at, yeah, he's yeah, at yeah. 2.2. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not, I, I wasn't trying to say he's a bad player in any no, way. No, no. But just for a contested shot or maybe a, an off-balance shot where you're like, nope, don't love that, or a turnover, whatever it may be, you'll live with it because the good plays outweigh those. Oh, totally, totally. And and I also think that there are players that are like him that just make way more mistakes. Like, you, you think of him as one of those guys, mm-hmm. but he doesn't make as many mistakes as you would think. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember watching Francisco Garcia he was good for throwing one ball into the stands every single game. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, why just that one or buddy healed like buddy healed would dribble the ball off his foot and out of bounds or let a rebound while he's standing underneath the basket, take his eyes off the ball, let it hit his hands and fall out of bounds at least once or twice a game. Jeez. And it was super frustrating because you're like, those are such, you're not in the moment, right? right. So I, I will take some of the flashy, crazy turnovers Malik Monk has because it's what makes him great. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and then there was can something you be, else. Can you be a winning player? Like, mistakes are going to happen. Yes. It's just, can you be... A, Steph Curry, for example, turns the ball over a ton. Yes. And makes three passes a game where it's like, what is that? If you were <laughs> if you were 20% worse, you, you would be on the bench right now. But... <laughs> they live with it because but he is a but he's a winning player, and that's what Malik is. Malik Monk's a winning player. Yeah, and this is the the crazy thing that I'll bring up. So De'Aaron Fox mentioned this in post game last night, which I didn't really realize. Fox said, "Yeah, you know, I didn't shoot the ball that well. I, I wish I would have shot the ball better. And you know, I I turned the ball over twice. And he's like, I've been really working on my turnovers. I'm I'm below two turnovers a game on the season. And I'm like, come on now, there's no way." He's at 1.8 turnovers per game. Wow. On the season, a guy who's averaging 29.8 points. The usage rate as high as his, that's nuts. (laughs) A usage rate over 30. (laughs) That's crazy. And he's turning the ball over 1.8 times per game. So check this out. If you take his 1.8 and you add it to Malik's 2.2, they're 0.2 ahead of what Steph Curry is averaging on the season. Yeah. But that's combined. Your two playmakers Man. are averaging four turnovers per game combined, and he's wow. at 3.8. So, yeah, like the Kings are a really finely oiled machine when they're when they're rolling their offense. But there's something to like just not turning the ball over, not making the mistakes, the egregious mistakes that, you know, that cost you. And Kings are 13th right now in the league in turnovers per game at 13.8. Mm-hmm. That could be a little bit better. 
but also the the pace and the just the style of play. Yeah, number um, of possessions. Yeah, yeah, and I think teams are are hitting Demontis Sabonis really hard. Like they're they're smacking his hands all season long. He's at three point uh, three point three turnovers per game. Uh, but yeah, impressive. Let me look. Okay, so if you go turnovers per one hundred, since we're on the topic, yeah, if you go per one hundred possessions, the Kings are twenty first. Okay, like few fewest. That's twenty first is good. Okay, so ninth. Uh, so yeah, let me let me flip this around. Yeah, tenth. Uh, okay, they're tenth in in turnovers at thirteen point six per one hundred. That's a really really good number. Yeah. So you will you will absolutely take that. All right, let's uh, let's finish up six quick thoughts here with your final one. Uh, yeah, he's not your typical rookie. Sasha Vizenkov has been in and out of the rotation as of late, but Brown turned to him alongside Lyles and struck gold to EuroLeague star, scored eight points, grabbed three rebounds, and blocked two shots. He was active on both ends of the court. Like, my goodness, you got to see what it is that the Kings have been, like, why they're so excited about, uh, about Sasha. He just has a knack for being in the right place, and... It's taken a little bit of time for him to understand the offense and where to be and where not to be. Mm-hmm. And he keeps trying to do cuts when he shouldn't do cuts, you know, because he loves to like show up under the basket and get the pass mm-hmm. and lay it in. Um, but a lot of times he's he's run his guy into other people and caused problems with that. Yeah, You're seeing that he's starting to grasp the on- offense. Mm-hmm. And then on the defensive side of the ball, everyone thinks they can cook him mm-hmm. and somehow they can't. He just scraps. He just, he's, he predicts where you're going to go. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a lot, in, in my opinion, a lot like Bogdan Bogdanovich on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. And it's not brilliant defense. It's good enough. Yeah. And team-wise, you know, he, he just people think back all the times you watch Bogdan Bogdanovich on the Kings cut baseline on a defensive play and, and steal the skip pass to the corner for the open three. Mm-hmm. Like he would steal the pass all the time. And that's just understanding the game which is high iq yeah yeah it's super high and your in- instincts for playing basketball are iq like sasha vizenkov i don't think can jump over like two phone books but the fact that he had two blocks in the game last night mm-hmm. is tremendous yeah like and, and that's not the only time he's done it it's not like a one-off and i you know i'm not gonna say that sasha vizenkov is an elite shot blocker but on the <laughs> season you know, uh, he's, he's, <laughs> this sounds Should crazy. Should Sasha be getting minutes at five? That's what you're asking. And I say, yes. Yes. Yes is the answer. <laughs> um, you know, he's got five blocks on the season and, you know, JaVale McGee has eight and Keegan Murray, who a lot of people think of has, uh, as the Kings, you know, potential shot blocker guy, he has eight. So we're talking about a guy who's right there kind of in the mix with those guys who, who plays limited minutes. And um, I, again, I just think that, as the season goes on, you're going to see more and more of the value of Sasha, mm-hmm. but it's predicated on one thing, and that is him playing alongside a passing big. Yeah. Like, if he's playing alongside Demonis Sabonis, he's going to have plenty of opportunity. He can be really good. Mm-hmm. If he's playing alongside Trey Lyles, he can do the same thing. If he's playing alongside JaVale McGee, and this is why, <laughs> no, like, like they're, they're, it always sounds like I hate JaVale McGee or that I just, you know, there are times where I can't, they overuse him. They overuse him. Yeah. Where I can't handle like what's happening and and watching the mistakes, but um, it's about fit. If your entire offense works one way and then you have one piece, that doesn't work in that one way. It stands out really quickly. 
It's mm-hmm. why Davion Mitchell stands out. It's why JaVale McGee stands out. And it's you're able to hide JaVale with the lob threat from Malik Monk. But outside of that, you cannot hide him in, in most other uh, functions. Just to make a little cross-sport reference here, it's why Christian McCaffrey's on the field as much as he is. Because the 49ers offense is different when he's not in. Oh, yeah, totally. They run a different offense when Christian McCaffrey is out of the game. And it's the same thing when JaVale McGee is in the game. It's yeah, th- just a different version of what the Kings want to do. There was a point in, in Christian McCaffrey's career where, like, like four years in or five years in, where he had dropped, like, one ball total. Yeah. yeah. He's- like, he had dropped, like, one pass. Right. And so the fact that somebody has to defend him so closely and you mm-hmm. have you can't just def- guard him with a with a linebacker in the right. passing game right you actually have to like game plan for that yes. it changes everything where Elijah Mitchell it doesn't change mm-hmm. so yeah I just think again this is it's about you know there are going to be games where you need JaVale McGee you might need JaVale McGee tonight against uh, a huge man in Zubats yeah so maybe you do that's one of my keys to the game. I wrote keys today. I usually just kind of oh. drip, draft off of yours. Okay. I wrote my own today. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I think I started right. I did write keys last night. No, you night. did. You wrote keys last night. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Uh, I was waiting for someone to show up and into the uh, media room for interviews, and I just started cutting and pasting and moving stuff around. Yeah, keys to the game coming up uh, at eleven thirty. That's keys to Kings Clippers. I was gonna do a bit and just do very generic basketball phrases. That are just super unspecific. Okay. Okay. You know what? You got to avoid turnovers. You got to play good defense, and uh, it's all about shot making. I will tell you that to make uh, or miss league. The joy of interviewing Costa Kufis, who off king when, of the cliche when the yes when yes. the when the cameras weren't rolling, is phenomenal. Like he and I had conversations all the time. Funny mm-hmm. dude, really cool. Like we, he's a big car guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm gonna start hitting a ding every time you drop a name like this. By the way. Okay. 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 Sweet. So Costa, though, as soon as you would get into a conversation with the cameras rolling, be like, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna gonna go out there. And I'm gonna do the best I can to my abilities, and you know, I'm gonna play my role. Uh, I'm gonna do whatever <laughs> coach asks, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let the chips fall where they might, and uh, hopefully we come out with a win. Um, you know, that's the goal. <laughs> And then I would sit there just like Good Lord willing, trying to help the trying to help the ball club. So it came to a point where he knew, he knows, right? He doesn't want to say anything controversial at all. Because he doesn't want to be that guy in the locker room who says something about one of his teammates. So uh, he would do it it's so egregious that I couldn't stop from smiling. And then he would start smiling and then it would be like, Oh, you like it, we had like a running <laughs> gag with yeah. this thing where he was like, if you got a like 60 seconds into an interview with Costa, it was like way longer than you probably should have because he was not going to give you anything at all. He would eventually run out of cliches. Good for him, man. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I like, I I found it hilarious. It's my favorite thing from Bull Durham. Teaching him how to do the interviews. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then he, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And sometimes it rains. Um, (laughs) real quick. I want to talk about the in season tournament. We'll do good, bad and ugly in, in the, in the 11 o'clock hour. But two two things from last night. One, I want to ask you, and, and I want to get the input of the chatty house at, at youtube.com slash ESPN1320. What would the vibe be like today had Malik shot not gone in? Like let's let's say let's say it rims out and they and they lose, but they're moving on in the tournament. They're going to the knockout stage of the in-season tournament. 
but you fought all the way back and ended up losing uh, to Golden State again. Would the in-season tournament have been enough to like to to placate the placate's not the right word, to, but to to take away the sting of losing that game? Yes. It would have been like lost, but hey, you know what? Or even if they had lost by 11, let's do that instead. Like, you know what? They they fight back and they get it to like eight, but they never get it past that. And it's uh, they lose by 11 moving on. But you just fell by 11 points at home. I think we would be talking about the gritty play of, of fighting back and why the end season tournament matters. And mm. and like this, like it. You know, point differential matters, and, and so yes, they're advancing. That's all that matters. That's what I think. That's what I would say. Like in the interesting, end, that's what matters. Like yeah. the end season tournament. Like in this instance, you want to get over the hump against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. That's a big deal, right? Because yeah. this team is like their big brother again. They're they're, they're just like, been a thorn in your side. Yeah, they're big brother. Like yeah, keeps yeah. pulling your hair when your mom's not looking. Mm-hmm. You know, like doing doing silly things that like get mm-hmm. you in trouble. Um. And to come out with a win against a team like that is is tremendous. But I think also playing for something bigger than just a regular season game and playing to, I mean, now the Kings are in the end season tournament. And I don't know if people are looking around, but like the end season tournament, a lot of the teams there are really good. And in order for the Kings to get into the end season tournament, they had to beat a really, really good Minnesota Timberwolves team and Mm. the Golden State Warriors. You know, the team that beat them. So, like, these things matter. They they also beat a really good Oklahoma City team to get in. Mm-hmm. And so these things do matter at the end of the day because now you're proving that you're elite. You're going to be showcased. You got, you're one of eight teams that are in the final eight for one of the top four from the Western Conference, which is where you were last year, and no one believed that that's where you belonged. And here you are. So, yeah, I think it does matter. I think today is a better day because of the end season tournament, if that makes sense. So, just going by the chat here, Katrina says another one-point loss to the Warriors would have been painful, needed that win. Uh, Sal says, had it been any other team, it wouldn't have mattered. That's kind of interesting. Um, and I think that's probably right. Like like I said, if they were playing Oklahoma City there, I, I really wonder how that game goes down the stretch. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. think just that it was the Warriors that, that Draymond was back, and it's like, dude, get these guys out of our faces. I, like, I, think, I think that's that played a, a pretty significant role in in how that game went. I think so too. But I also I think it should be noted that all of a sudden the Kings are are five and one at home on the season. When last season they weren't a good home team at all. If this team can be a good a good home team, if they can win thirty games at home, this team wins fifty five games or fifty three, yeah. right? So right now they're four games over 500, 625 win percentage. Like they're pacing, but uh, like these games, like a five and one home record is really good. A five and five road record is solid. It's Mm -hmm. not great, but that five and one home record, that's big, especially when you've only played 16 games. You know, you got Minnesota up there. You know, the Kings beat Minnesota on Friday for the first win, uh, first road loss, Mm -hmm. I mean, home loss for Minnesota. They're eight and one. They played nine home games where the Kings just now got up to number six. Yeah. So, yeah, it matters. I thought it was really funny because from Golden State's perspective, they're, they, like, do they want to move on in the in-season tournament? I'm sure. But Stan Van Gundy started saying this at, like, the seven-minute mark because Brian Anderson keeps bringing up the, you know, the 12 points and 11 points and the Kings move on. Stan's like, the hell with that. They need to win one. 
Like they, yeah. <laughs> forget the tournament for a second. And I think, honestly, that's a little bit... And I know it was different for the Kings because they were a win and move on. Like, the the moving on was a byproduct of the victory. But for for me, it was... That box needs to get checked. Even if Malik's shot doesn't go in and it's like, okay, yeah, they battled back from 24 down, it, to me, would have felt like, dude, what do they got to do? Like, they can't... They they had a comeback at home in the in the home opener couldn't complete it here they couldn't complete it they get beat without without their their best player in golden state he got playoff game or preseason games again it's just like what do they have to do here so i think getting the win that to me deads all of this like they can do it they did it and they they overcame a 24 point deficit in a game where De'Aaron fox started slow and demonis sabonis did not play his best game they still figured out a way to scratch and claw and get a W. And that, that above all else, I think, is what what matters. I think so, too. But I'd also tell you that this was one out of 82 for the Golden State Warriors because they're not in a position. They, they know that they're not playing well. Oh, dude, they're toast. This was not one out of 82 for the Kings. And what would it have looked like if we showed up today and the Kings were 5-2 and two at home on the season, but their two losses were to the Golden State Warriors and they already lost the season series because they, they would have been, been down 3-0. <sighs> it's a big win. Like, this is not one of 82. I don't care. In-season tournament matters. This was not one of 82. No, it definitely wasn't. And the good news the good news for... for um, oh, we have to go. Yeah. All right, I'll tell you what the good news is. Uh, coming, <laughs> coming up next, we're the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to our number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Our numero dos. I'm Kyle Madsen. That's James Ham. We're sponsored by Jiffy Lube. In fact, if you want to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate, head to ESPN1320.com right now. Hit that Jiffy Lube sign. It's right on the front, front and center. Can't miss it. Enter the code word Sasha. As in Sasha Vazenkov, who was the Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game. Um, he came in and was, what did he finish? A plus 17? Is that what he was? A plus uh, 17 in like 15 minutes? Oh, wow. Was it that high? He was he was ridiculous. I know Trey Lyles was like a plus 11 in the second half alone. He <laughs> was he was a minus 7 in the first half. Sasha Vazenkov, plus 17 in 15 and a half minutes. Ooh. He swung the game. He turned the game around. That that game was going to be get out of hand, get out of hand for the Kings late. He had a couple of big threes. He had a couple of big defensive stops. And next thing you know, it's a five point game, and and Sacramento is rolling. He's really good, man. <sighs> All right, let's get to let's get to some of the good, bad, and ugly from last night. We do this after each and every Kings game. Um, the the first good thing is the star player De'Aaron Fox figuring out how to affect the game on a night where his shot wasn't falling. You just go get to the line. Like that is that is to me that's another thing we talked about him being a star earlier. That ability to step into a three when he hasn't been shooting it great in a big spot and then cash it, but then B affecting the game on a night where his shot isn't falling. And that is hey, there's nobody on the Warriors that can keep me in front of them. 
Nope. So, or to, that can stay in front of me. So I am just going to go in and I'm going to get to the line. And not that he's shooting to get to the line, but the Warriors foul a lot. And so when you drive and you get in the paint on them, that's probably going to lead to some free throws. And we saw that. Well, yeah. I mean, you also got five fouls on Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. You got five fouls on Andrew Wiggins. You yep. had four fouls on Draymond and Looney. Uh, he drew a couple of fouls on Looney, like going right into Looney's mm-hmm. chest. Um, and, and that just kind of showed you, like, there's different ways that you can beat a team like the Warriors. Man, 31 fouls by the Golden State Warriors last night to 23 by the Sacramento Kings. I mean, that's that's crazy. That's a lot of fouls. But that's because the Kings were the aggressors. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, Fox stepping up in, in a moment. And not only that, like, if you're circling things on your box score, uh, the NBA has now knocked him down to nine rebounds, but I think it was at 10 uh, in seven assists. <laughs> 72 free throws is so many free throws. <laughs> oh, man, it was brutal. Like, uh, the Kings are 27 of 42, which is <gasps> so bad. Like, we'll get to that. That's, that's yeah, ugly. 64% from three is, is not good. But no, De- De'Aaron Fox figuring out a way to put his mark on that game where you don't look at the box score and go, wow, what a game for De'Aaron. But when you watched, he was the King's best player, and in the biggest spots, he was the best player on the court. Well, that and when we look at the box score and he finishes with 20, 29 points, 9 rebounds, and 7 assists, oh my gosh. Yeah. You're, that, you're a superstar. Yeah, that tracks. Like, the 9 points and 7 assists, you see them all over the court all the time. But if you would ask me, if you would just said, because I didn't look at the box score, if, I, if they didn't show stats on TV, yeah. and you said, hey, how many points did Aaron have last night? I'd have gone, well, he went to the line a bunch of times. I don't know, 20, 21? Oh, yeah. Like, that's really how it felt in the in the moment. But yeah, 29 points, nine boards, seven assists. Really good, not so great game to have. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he's a little off last night. Almost a triple double. Almost a triple double. Um, what was number two for you? Number two. Number two under the good category. Yeah. The game winner. Malik Monk just awesome. you know, just he's a he's a shot maker. And it was the the, the corner three before that. Yeah, yeah, he set it up. Like mm-hmm. I looked and he jumped from sixteen to twenty one points. In the final 30 seconds of the game. Yeah. Like, he was huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. There was zero doubt when he took the corner three. It was like, that's cash. Oh, yeah. Like, 100%. If that's Harrison Barnes shooting that, eh. Sasha, who took a couple of wild-ass threes. We'll talk about that in a second. But if that's somebody else, I'm like, oh, you know, eh. But when Malik put that ball in the air, it's like, that's money. And then his game winner, I went, no chance, bucket. <laughs> No, I mean, it's he even like, like that shove. <laughs> yeah. Off shove. balance, shove. Incredible. Like, yeah. Absolutely spectacular. Incredible. Um, the game winner. And then uh, number three, we had uh, huge minutes from Sasha. Yeah, man. Like, um, it wasn't just, it was like he, he, for, for one of the first times, I thought he had a gravitational pull. Like, the Warriors started to have to fly at him. Mm-hmm. He, he took one, I, I think I said from Rockland. Um, just so far outside and he hit it his not only his confidence to keep shooting uh just like spectacular just mm-hmm. do it that's that's what who you have to be if you're gonna make it like don't care like that's what mike brown wants that's what your teammates want they want you to shoot the ball shoot the ball uh i was a-okay with everything he did maybe it got a little crazy um but uh but his eight points three rebounds and two blocks were tremendous yeah, he was just he was comes into the game in the fourth quarter, immediately hits a three, uh, almost right off the bat, like forty seconds in. Next time down, he gets a defensive rebound. Yep. A little while later, it hits a layup, just gets an easy bucket. 
on the other end. Sarge misses a three. It's Vizenkov with the rebound. De'Aaron comes down, hits a layup. Steph misses on the other end. Vizenkov with the rebound. It was just, he was in the middle of every every play that swung that game where you go, okay, that if there's a meter, right? Like, yep. follow me here. If there's a meter and it's in the Warriors' direction, every play it felt like in the fourth quarter that moved that meter in the Kings' direction had Sasha at the middle of it. Yeah. Until until the very end when Malik just kind of took he, that meter and he even and, tipped a couple of balls like like mm-hmm. just trying to keep keep things alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a knack for being around the ball, man. He, yep. you know, we've talked about that with the 49ers with the young safety. Like he just Jerry happens. Brown, yeah, yeah. He just happens to be where the ball is at all mm-hmm. times, and and that's the mark of a good pro. Yep, of someone who who gets it and who who thinks the game. Yep. Um, the next one, Trey Lyles. Uh, this part of the good. Uh, I need so many more small ball five minutes. Like I, I that's that's it. Like this is what you were going to do before JaVale McGee became available. It's what you need to do now. This is the second time this season that JaVale McGee has like basically been moved out of the rotation for for a stint. Mm-hmm. And you really not only did you get incredible minutes out of Trey Lyles, but it was because Trey Lyles was on the court that you got incredible minutes out of Sasha Vizenkov. This mm-hmm. is a, you add one player and he means something more to other players type guy. Yeah. So just his presence helps the entire flow of the game. And so I think, you know, again, Trey Lyles in three games has been so tremendous. Well, and he's a, he's a small ball five, but it's not like he's six, six. Like Draymond Green is a small ball five. It's like six, five, six, six. It the is Kings the- defended him with, De'Aaron Fox. Right. Like it's not it's not a oh my god, what are we gonna do about about this? Like Trey Lyles is six nine. He plays a little bigger than that. He stretches the floor in ways that Demonis Sabonis doesn't. It is the King's offense with a little bit of a wrinkle to it. Yes. And that's really, really hard to stop. So I, I agree with you. More more Trey Lyles small ball five minutes is I think something the Kings need, and I think that's something we're gonna see more of down the stretch. Last good thing before we hit the break. Uh, yeah, the comeback. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, that's that a big old, deal. That old chestnut. That's a that's a big deal, man. The comeback. I, like you can't get stomped on in such a big game again. Mm-hmm. You can't. And if yeah. you did, it would have been demoralizing. Mm-hmm. And so this is a big this is a big win overall for the Kings. I thought a big. I thought. I mean, there were so many. Like I said, there were so many plays in that game that kind of pulled momentum back towards Sacramento. But the way the first half ended, where the Kings had battled back. And they mm-hmm. got it to 19, which isn't great, but 19 just looks way better than 24 or even 20. Yeah. You're down 20 at the half. It's like, oh my God, down 19. It's like, eh, okay. It's like, that's that's it's, why a car being sold at 79.99 is is way less expensive than an $8,000 car. To, uh, to, uh, <laughs> yes, spot on. So, it, so I thought, A, getting the strip of Steph Curry... And then the pass up to Herter and then the like juggling catch and then the layup at the buzzer to cut that to 17. Now, not only have you knocked it to 17, I think they finished on a 7-0 run to end the half. So not only are you on a 7-0 run to 9-0? I don't know. They, what, what was the score at, at the half? Uh, 72-55. So they're down 17. The, the height, they were down 24. So I think it was a 7-0 run to end the half. Okay. And then, but you've stolen a possession and you got a free bucket out of it where you didn't, you were hoping for a stop mm-hmm. and keeping it at, at 19. But now all of a sudden it's 17. I, that was, that was the, that was the point for me that I went, oh, 
Like this is not this is not a game that's over. They're 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 playing. Well, that and I would point out that the first possession of the second half was mm-hmm. the Golden State Warriors, and people may have forgotten. A lot of people weren't in their seats yet, but the Kings got an eight second call. They they forced the yes. Warriors into an eight second mm-hmm. turnover to open the half. Yeah which was tremendous. And mm-hmm. they got the ball, they scored, and, and they kept that run going. I was sitting next to Sean Cunningham, and he kept saying, oh, they'll get they'll get it under 10 going into the fourth. They'll be all right. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. And then there was a moment where Harrison Barnes missed a wide open three from the corner, and I'm like, got to have it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he started laughing, and we, we go back and forth the whole time. We're like the two old dudes uh, <laughs> on the Muppets. Who you, know what? you know what? Sean Cunningham's a big enough name for me. You're going to get a ding for this. Oh, oh no. I'm name dropping. Is that what's happening? <laughs> name dropping Sean Cunningham of Fox 40. Fox 40, Sean Cunningham. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, just like we're uh, negative in different ways the entire game. And, sure. and it's fun. Uh, but watching them come back and, and, you know, he kept saying, oh, no, I think they'll be all right. They're going to claw back in. I'm like, all right. And they did it. And the fact that they hung, they kept doing that after hanging around at like 15, 16, up to 13 a couple of times and just couldn't. And then, like I said, once they finally got over the hump, the floodgates really, really opened for them. It wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, though. There was some bad. There was some ugly. It's mm-hmm. a little bit nitpicky in some places, but we're going to pick some nits next. Uh, that's James. I'm Kyle. We're the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube, and this is ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Leader. Back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Talked a little bit about the Warriors at the break. So speaking of bad and ugly, let's talk about some of the not-so-good things for the Kings last night. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the bad. Let's start Just with the, the bad. bad. Just the bad. Um, Demona Sabona struggled against the Lakers, uh, against the Warriors again. Uh, Did not struggle against the Lakers. Dominated against the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, he always does. He he loves playing AD. (laughs) He likes to just, like, give him a noogie and wipe that brow right off his his forehead. Um, Sabonis, like, nine points. He's got to find a way against that team. Uh, Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. Maybe just everyone else has to play better because Sabonis is going to have a tough night because Looney is just, like, the NBA's strongest man. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you're just waiting for Looney to, like, start grabbing kegs and throwing them over the top of the basketball stanchion yeah. or something. He's just a quality player. He is a quality player. And, you know, the Kings, Mike Brown wanted him badly, like not this last summer, not this summer, but the summer before. Yeah. He he wanted to go get him in free agency. That was one of his asks, and and it didn't happen. Um, so a- anyway, yeah. Uh, he's he's got to figure it out, uh, whether that's shooting the 18-foot jumper. I know a lot of people are like, shoot it, shoot it. It's like, hey, that's not the Kings' offense. It, he, they're backing off him for a reason, and the offense is still flowing. Like, I don't need him to force shots. So my my one rebuttal on that is, A, it's wide open. Like, the offense is about getting good shots. It is. I get it. And that's a wide open look. And if the opponent is giving it to you, it's it's like the Kings are running their offense, but it's like that's what they kind of want. Yeah. And I, I, I get that that's not his game, and he's always going to look to pass, but... I think shooting it enough and hitting it at a high, and maybe he's just not confident in it and thinks that, hey, they're right. I shouldn't be shooting this shot. Then, uh, okay. I mean, they won last night. So, mm-hmm. but if he can hit that at a clip where 
hey, Looney has to come two steps out toward him, or whatever the whoever the center is has to come two steps out toward him and guard him a little bit closer. I think that that helps him out a lot. But okay. um, I, yeah, I don't disagree, and I'd also say like, look, overall, you know, he played well. Like Looney finished with two points, right? Mm-hmm. And, and not only two points, but Looney only had five rebounds. Uh, which has been a huge problem. And he only had two assists. So those offensive rebounds that he's been getting, he had one offensive rebound. Looney has killed the Kings on the offensive rebound mm-hmm. followed by this, the the well, kick out for the spray yeah. three. Like that dude put up nine assists a, like a couple of times in the playoffs against mm-hmm. the Kings because of that. Uh, shout out to Prize Picks, which once again destroyed <laughs> me on that that figure right there. But Draymond Green also eight points, six rebounds. Like these are things that Domas played in, it, it like impacted greatly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't want to just say that Domas had a horrible game, um, but he's got to he's got to find a way to not go two of seven from the field. Yeah, I it, I mean the two of seven is bad. The seven to me, that's the number that concerns me the most. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what this is a huge spot. This is a game where you were reliant. Like, hey, Domas, go be a dude tonight. Darren Fox is a dude. Shot wasn't falling. He still figured out a way. He still put shots up. Still figured out a way to impact the game uh, on the scoreboard. And I, I just, and they they won. So like I said, this is a nitpick. But you'd yeah. like to see that that more from from Sabonis. What what else was bad last night? Uh, the rebound numbers. Yeah, Kings were smoked on the on the glass. Um, I think the end it looked a little bit better. It was fifty two to forty six. Um, the Kings actually had more offensive rebounds, twelve to nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, on the defensive glass, uh, they got out rebounded forty three to thirty four. That's not a good number for the Kings. This, I mean, no. uh, these teams didn't shoot like fifty something percent from the field. Uh, I, I think that overall, you got to do a better job rebounding. And I would circle again. Uh, I think it's really interesting that the uh the leading rebounders for both teams it's clay thompson and steph curry and andrew wiggins um which combined for 29 and mm-hmm. then for the kings it's it's herder at 9 it's De'Aaron fox at 9 um like these are those are your two leading rebounders with uh with domos coming in with eight rebounds like the perimeter guys were getting the rebounds in this and that's because the battle in the post was insane between those yeah. two like yeah. it, it is, it is a like gladiator battle down in the post between Looney and, and Sabonis. Feels really old school. It does. Kind of fun. Yep. Uh, what was the last bad thing for you? Uh, Duarte Mitchell, uh, Javale McGee minutes. Yep. Uh, I, I think that none of them played uh, particularly well. Uh, Duarte, I think, got um, really, really uh, like taken out of his game by at least one or two horrendous calls. Um, Mm -hmm. like, and because he's a foul prone guy, I think it took him out of his game a little bit and you learned very quickly that he probably wasn't a good matchup in that game. Yeah. I also didn't like him on Steph. I wanted him on clay and I thought that that would have changed the trajectory of the first half. Mm. Um, I think he's a bad matchup because of his, uh, his mistakes on the defensive end, his, you know, you know, grabby stuff that he does. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's just a bad matchup for Steph because he's going to lure you into a whole bunch of stupid stuff. Yeah. And you just have to know that coming in. He got whistled for a foul, though, on one where Steph clearly pushed off. Like, he got the forearm into his stomach and, oh, and that was shoved off. And they whistle it, and I'm like, yeah, well, that's a foul. And then it was on doors. Like, oh, my God. Absolutely the ref, It looked horrible. like the ref said he, he, like, kicked him or tripped him or something. I don't know. Whatever I did, it was. I did not. I didn't. I didn't. 
Sasha Vizenkov had two kicks that were spectacular. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Like he kicks knew he was beauty. beat yeah. and just kicked the ball. Yeah. I was like, amen, brother. Just, hey, <laughs> this is how we're doing this. This is stop play, side out. Uh, yeah, just side out. Ball's just going go this way. 14 seconds White on the ball, clock. Let's we're go. Good. <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the the JaVale I, McGee minutes, maybe it's just yikes. his team, but that was just yikes. like. It's tough. It's been a lot of yikes lately. He gets the ball stolen from guards. There are too many times where he gets the rebound, brings it down, and then a guard knocks it away. He got it stolen by Chris Paul, which Chris Paul was just like taking And you ownership. saw him. You saw Chris Paul standing on the block, waiting for JaVale McGee to bring the ball down, and as soon as he did, he just went... And then JaVale went up and acted like he was going up for the layup still. <laughs> My man, I love JaVale. You can never... <laughs> you will not talk me off of that. Off uh, of that no, I, one, one quick thing on Duarte. So he had the game he started... Uh, what game did he start and played 30 minutes? Oh, it was a really good. It was a really good game. It I wasn't think. Minnesota. Was it Dallas? Yes, I think it was Dallas. It was Dallas, and he played really well in those thirty minutes. I love that Mike Brown last night put Chris Duarte back in the starting lineup and said, "Hey, last time you were a starter, you played really well. Here you go. You're going to start again." But did not play well and yanked him and said, "You've got fourteen minutes. That's you're done for the night." And didn't feel this obligation to like, nope, this is the rotation. And I love that he continues to do that. I I think this, again, was one of Mike Brown's most masterful coaching yep. jobs I've seen. Yep. Really, like, really, like really, you really good control job. control going down by 24. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your players, like, you're playing a good team and they go on a run and you, you're you down. But to fight back and to, to play chess the whole time, I thought was great. Yep. Uh, ugly. Uh, 24-point deficit. You don't want to go down 24. That's not good. One of my keys to the game was don't start slow. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fine, it turns out. Yeah, start slow. Do whatever you want. There it is. <laughs> um, 27 of 42 from the free throw line. In a one-point win, you missed 15 free throws. That's not good. That is not good at all. So. They they made, what was I, I, they made one fewer free throw, or one more free throw than the Warriors, despite shooting 12 more. Whew. You shot 12 more free throws and one at the free throw line by a point. That's crazy. Because it yeah. just killed the possessions, man. Yeah. Like, that's that's just bad. It, and they are, like, they're deflating. Missed yeah. free throws are, are deflating. Do you know what that one extra point was? Oh, it was it the Draymond Green That's the one. Technical? <laughs> that's all that matters in the end, that's right? That's the one. Um, yeah, so Fox shooting 9 of 17 from the line was part of that 17 of, so of all those misses, eight of them, were, were straight up on Fox. Uh, and I know he puts in time shooting free throws, and I know he will be shooting free throws probably all day today at shoot around and, and just trying to find that stroke from the, the line, mm-hmm. but uh, just not great. Um, yeah. And then the last thing, uh, the ugly. Well, actually, before I get to Draymond Green, because the Draymond Ooh. Green stuff was all ugly. Keep in mind, we have about 20 seconds. Steph Curry. The Steph Curry kick out, mm-hmm. like we talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it after the break. Nice, dude. Here we go. Now, back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson. Brought to you by Jiffy Loop on ESPN 1320. A couple housekeeping notes real quick. If you're watching on the stream, whether you're on YouTube or Twitch or Facebook or wherever you're at, you may notice some gifts sitting behind James. I thought that Jiffy Lube dropped those off for us. They sponsor the show. I was like, that's awesome. Holiday season. They're giving us presents. I can't wait. 
then promotion said, nah, those are for the listeners. So we're going to be giving those away, not next week, but the following week. Next week, we will be opening up those gifts and finding out what they are. And then we will be giving them away uh, for you the following week. I love it. So stay locked into the insiders. Uh, We are 10 to noon. Shout out to everybody watching, whether you're on YouTube or Twitch or whatever. If you are on YouTube, make sure please to hit that thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on the radio, uh, when you get out of your car, that doesn't mean you have to stop listening. Hit that free Odyssey app, search ESPN 1320. You can listen to us and D'Lo and KC and all the content on ESPN 1320. You can get it there. Uh, Or you can, like I said, you can check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash ESPN 1320. And while you're there, please like and subscribe. James and I would appreciate it. Uh, Damien and Kenny, uh, D'Lo and KC would appreciate it. I think Jesse probably appreciates it as well. I don't want to leave Jesse out, our guy. I think Jesse's ambivalent. <laughs> Jesse's just here for the vibes. <laughs> just, he's just Jesse's he's just, like, I don't really care. Dwayne The Rock Johnson and vibes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's hilarious. About. And then, was that was that it? I think that was it. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, D'Lo and KC is coming up at noon as well. Okay, so so you were going to talk about the Steph Curry kickout. Okay, we talked about this earlier. Like one of the other mm-hmm. games that they you played. Were, you, I, you, I never see you get angry. You get fired up about this. I, I hate the flop on the three-point shot because it's dangerous. It is totally dangerous. It is, it is an, an overt act that could cause harm to another player, and Steph Curry does it now on like half of his three-point attempts. I don't understand how the league hasn't gone to him and said, can you please stop flopping every single time that you take a three-point shot and lay on the ground? Because like the the game action is happening. Not only that, mm-hmm. but now there's a big slick spot. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 why guys were not. We saw mm-hmm. uh, the the great work by the Kings staff last night to like the little spray bottle. That was incredible. Shooting, yeah. And you know, my man was panicked because there wasn't a lot left in that bottle. And you could tell he was trying to get the angle where the straw in the bottle was getting the liquid so he could <laughs> spray it. And you could tell he's panicking because he didn't want to have to go get another one. And the dude that's oh. like on his hands and knees, like, like Come mopping on, up, keeps like pointing to another <laughs> like, like tiny dot of blood on the floor. It was, it was spectacular. And you know who the spray bottle kid is, right? We don't, no. need, we don't need to say it on the air. Okay. Oh, oh, now I do. Yeah. Now I do. Yeah, yeah. Man. So uh, we'll just move on. But yeah, <laughs> Good I, for him. great kid. Great kid. I don't. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. He. So he's uh, like, that was such a like comical thing. But like, look, I don't understand how that doesn't get called all the time. And then when Steph gets called for the kickout, they were so appalled. Like Steve Curry, like Steph Curry, like, like, do you not understand that that's Steph Curry? Mm-hmm. That's like the greatest shooter of all time. Give him the foul. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, 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 that's an offensive foul. And it, it was like a big deal because all of a sudden he had five. Right. That is horrible. And, league, and I'm, I'm so glad that, that they reviewed it because it's like, okay, look, you were wrong and now you're wrong again. Mm-hmm. So let's move on. But still. So the league knows it's dangerous. That's why they call it. James Harden made his career out of the step back, kick his feet forward, like creating the defender in his landing space. Yes. Like that, that's a move that James Harden did. I think. So I've tried to figure this out because this is something that goes back like a decade of Steph like falling down a lot. He does that. You'll notice when he goes inside, he ends up on his back near the basket a lot. And I think it's because of his ankles. Hmm. I think 
he goes to the ground and what on on that particular play last night i think he just spun around and kicked his legs out and then fell when there were bodies around him yeah but i think in general when he does that it's because he's trying not to stop too hard on his feet and so he just like falls that's been my theory i don't know Okay, but that's my that's my working theory on why he winds up on the ground as often as he does. My point has always been that Steph Curry is way too good of a player to be flopping on the. I mean, we watch that guy run like twenty. He runs like a marathon every single. It's, every the conditioning single level is insane. Yeah, like twenty six point four, twenty six point six miles. What did it? Whatever the a marathon is. I don't know why my brain's not. Mm-hmm. But like that's what he does every single game. And then you got to fall down every time you shoot a three. Like I. It's it's the it's the plays. It wasn't even last night where he kicked out. Mm-hmm. That's not what concerns me. And the James Harden kick out, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. It's the other play where he just gets in the way and falls down in everyone's way as the guy's trying to run through and trying to avoid contact. Mm-hmm. Now Steph is laying on the ground, and it just it makes it for me. It's a dangerous play, mm-hmm. and he does it all the time. And yeah. I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't, I mean, I've never talked to the guy about it, but I would, I would love to ask because I wonder if part of it is he feels like he should get more calls on threes. So he tries to draw that contact and embellish that contact. Okay. Or if it is the ankle thing, or if it is just like, yeah, Hey, I'm trying to get free, free throws. Like, I yeah. don't know. I, I've not, and he wouldn't be honest with me even if I could ask, but you remember I, I told you, you can't have Chris Duarte go out there and foul him three times and give him nine points. Yeah, Chris Duarte did it once, and someone else fouled him one other time. <laughs> they fouled someone. I think they fouled Clay, and they gave him another. So they had six free mm-hmm. throws at the line, uh, six freebies at the line on missed three pointers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, brutal. Um, and then we get to the the last ugly. I just, I'm so over him. Like, it is 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 it okay to just like not want to watch Draymond Green play? No. Like, yes, yes. It's okay. Yes, it is okay. Okay. Yeah, because... like <laughs> We're like, no, you have to like it. Yelling and berating officials all the time, doing things just, that don't make any sense. If you're, if you're Golden State and you have just actively stood in front of every oncoming train that Draymond has caused to leave the station. Yes. And then you go stand in front of that for him. And you do it again. After he chokeholds Rudy Gobert, I'm going to protect my teammate every time. No, it's fine. And if you had grabbed Rudy Gobert around the waist and you pulled him away and you guys both tumbled to the ground, that would have been forgivable. Totally That's not, fine. He threw Rudy Gobert on the ground. Like, no, he was trying to break it up. They stumbled, whatever. You put him in a chokehold and you yes. dragged him far, 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 far away. 20 feet. That was malicious. You could have hurt him. Right. That, just in the, not his neck, but his, his legs, his back. Yes. Like the position you had him in was yes. not good. Yes. Yeah. So I get, okay. They stand in front of it again. No accountability. Just like, yeah, you know what? Draymond's going to be Draymond and he just, that's what it's, that's what it's going to be. And then he comes back and in that game flops and was going to make you play four on five on offense and then gets a technical because he won't stop yelling at the official. Yeah. It's, it's it. How are you okay? He's causing your team to lose. To lose, and that's just the words. I can't as watching him is a. It's like it's the same reason I hate watching Luca. Yeah, it's just a constant. Like, oh my god, dude, 
because the camera is going to find him. And so when you're watching it on television, it is just, it's after every foul, it's, oh, hey, we're going to focus on Draymond and yelling at the ref for three minutes. It's like, I'm just like, <sighs> there it is. Look, fight. he's yelling at the ref. Every And you know why everyone's doing it? They're like, oh, is he going to get tossed? Is he going to get tossed? They're like the whole hey. league, it's become like high drama. Like, oh my gosh, is he? he's about to get tossed. Like When he got his technical last night, to your point, the little TNT graphic, you know, the box that comes up like there's a score bug and then a box will come out that'll say like flagrant one or technical foul. Yeah. It said ejected was the first oh. box they went to. Oh. It was just like, that's yeah, a must preset. be. Yeah. That's a preset. That's, <laughs> it's just that, a dream that's like our button. button. You will not be slept yeah. on. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a dra- just the, oh, he must be gone now. And that's what, it, after the game, you know, the Steph called it like a dumb technical, but it's like, bro, that's an accumulation. That's a straw that broke the camel's back. A, you're not allowed to be demonstrative toward the ref. Like, that'll get you a tech every time. In the moment, he deserved it 100%. Right. No questions if asked. Had, if that play had been the first play of the game, and he did that, and he got a tech, it would have been like, what the For what? But that it was at the tail end of he has just been yelling at the official, overflopping, by the way. He should be lucky that he didn't get a tech for that. Yeah. But that he does all of that and then does the super demonstrative move and the ref goes, all right, that's all the excuse I needed. And he get teched like, yeah, man, straw that broke the camel's back. That's how that goes. That's consequences for your actions. I know the team doesn't give those to you, but the official is going to. There's even a play at uh, when the Kings are down 56 to 38 where Kevin Herter somehow caught a ball like under the basket. Like he, he makes a nice catch, right? And Draymond flies in and cross arms, like throws a forearm across his face, right? And Herder knock it. Herder drops the ball out of bounds, and they call the I, they call the foul. Yeah, and yeah. He's just sitting oh, there, down like, there on the base, barking like. at the at the official, like, "What are you like?" Yeah, he fouled him. Hey, man, you you hit him in the face. Like, it, it could be reviewed. Like, mm-hmm. you literally got him in the with the forearm across the face. Mm-hmm. There, it's just like just play on, just play the game. Yeah. So. For me, it, it's gotten so many times that it does remind me of DeMarcus Cousins. And it reminds me of the moment where, you know, like I, I break the news that DeMarcus Cousins is getting this massive extension. And I have it from every single angle. I have it confirmed from every single angle, including DeMarcus Cousins in the locker room that night. He's getting his extension. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, they trade him. He never gets his extension. It cost him, I think we figured it out, right? $198 million or something. $198 million, something like that, that he never got after that moment. And it was because the next game, he went out and got two technicals and got thrown out of the game. Or maybe the next game, he got a tech. Then the next game after that, he got two technicals and got thrown out of the game. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, okay. Like, at what point? But see, here's my point, though. The Warriors have been putting up with this forever, and they just gave him another $100 million. They gave him another $100 million when he's not young. He's not, like, he should know better. He keeps doing the same exact thing and expecting some sort of different outcome. Like, I just don't, like, you rewarded somebody for so much negative behavior. And there there did come a point where his talent level was not worth the price of mm-hmm. admission anymore. You passed it, and you still gave him the money. That's it. They're just, they're just doing, they're just. Yeah, they do them. Just, Good for just that. Doing it. It's going to, 
No, they were trying this entire time. They've been trying to avoid being that team that goes, has the highest highs and then bottoms out as they rebuild. Yeah. Like that's Joe Lacob's biggest fear is being that team that's winning 25 games and crossing their fingers for the number one pick. Like that's been his biggest fear. That was the whole two timelines thing. It was all this. And now they're going to get there because they refuse to let go of. And it's going to be really expensive to get there. Yeah, no. It's going to be really ex- good for them. Yeah. Good for them. So, anyway. So, uh, the Draymond Green thing, uh, like, I, I, he's like, just annoying to watch. He, he's told, uh, yeah. Like, like, if you're, it, like, if you're a Warriors fan, given what Draymond has done for the team, it's like, yeah, cape up. Uh, he was defending Clay, and I'll ride with Draymond all day, and da 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 da. Like, that's cool. Like, fine. Like, I get, like, I get that. You're going to wear your Draymond jersey, and you're going to be a fan. You're going to root for him. You're going to say it's BS that he gets texts. It, he didn't deserve that one last night. It was a dumb call. And if that's how it's going to – like, fine. Like, that is your – you are a fan and good – like, like genuinely – ge- not saying good for you to be a jerk. Like, genuinely, I'm, I'm happy that you find happiness in this thing. But at, at the same time, it's frustrating to watch. Mm-hmm. It's – it, it it doesn't no, and just the he you would you would hope that he would uh, is comport the word I'm looking for like comport himself correctly in in his first game back from a five game suspension. But he told you he wasn't going to, right? He said, "I'm Draymond. This is what I do. Yeah, this is who I am." But it's like it's like okay, you play to give yourself this edge. Well, this edge doesn't help the team win anymore. That yes. edge is really really dull now. All right, Popeye, you are just, I am what I am what I am what I am. Like good for you. Whatever, man. Yeah. It's annoying. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he's someone else's problem. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Great point. Um, Kings Clippers tonight. That's a shift gears. All right. It should be. I hope so. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit worried about a letdown. Like this happens a lot in the NFL, where a team will have a huge, like, major emotional win, mm-hmm. and then they'll come back and lose a game they have no business losing. The I Niners agree. did it in 2019. They had that huge win against the Saints. Remember that shootout with the Saints in New Orleans? Mm-hmm. And there was a fourth and two, and it was George Kittle, and he he rumbles down the sideline, breaks a bunch of tackles, sets up the game-winning field goal, and they 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 beat New Orleans. And then they come back, and they lose to a not-very-good Falcons team at home the next week. Like, this, is this to me, is like the NBA version of that. That would be my concern. Yeah, I think it can be your concern, um, and and it's legitimate. This is a team that the Kings have have had some incredible battles against. Mm-hmm. What was it, one seventy six, one seventy five last year? The the double, double overtime. overtime, yeah. Um, one of the most entertaining games I've ever watched. I've ever been like in the building for. Just so incredibly spectacular. That was another one. They were down like twelve with like two minutes left, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No business being in that game. I just have a feeling though that this team. There's a grit to them. There is a, like you heard it in the locker room last night in the videos that the Kings put out. Like, hey, we got another one tomorrow. Like, let's not celebrate. Let's let's get, let's stay focused. We got another one tomorrow. Uh, and, and like, look, that's that's what you have to have. You have to have that mentality that we're, you know, it's, it's next game up. You know, yeah. you, you can't wait around and hope that, you know, something's going to change. Like, oh, and I, I forgot, like, the Kings won't have shoot around this morning, so we're going to have to wait for them to announce their injury report. I think they have to announce oh. by twelve thirty. Uh, it's not on the eleven thirty uh, injury report, so we have no idea. Okay, 
Yeah. Right on. I have a question for you. I'm listening. The Golden State Warriors have... I was born August 15th, 1990. Okay. The Warriors have four players older than me. Mm. Draymond and Clay, they were born uh, February and March of 90. Steph was 88. Chris Paul was 85. How many players do the Los Angeles Clippers have who are older than me? Um, wow. Okay. Harden. Uh, uh, that's one. Paul George. That's two. Uh, Russell Westbrook. That's three. Uh, PJ Tucker. That's four. Uh, there's one more. There's one more. Oh, I don't think I'm going to come up with it. It would. This one, I would. I honestly didn't even know this guy was on the Clippers. A Daniel Tice? No. Daniel Tice is. Uh, I'm older by a couple of years. I didn't think he he was that old. Yeah. No, he's 30. You didn't know he's 31. Um. Oh, I, I don't think I would get it. Mason Plumley. Oh. Mason yeah. Plumley's got me by five months. They okay. have five dudes older than me. Yeah, but Mason Plumley's out. He's got the knee injury. Yeah, four of them. Four of their dudes though play substantial minutes. Yeah. Man. That's yeah, but the ultimate equalizer, emotional win, mm-hmm. second night of a back to back, like how do you come out and play? Plus, didn't didn't they? Oh no, they play the gold. They play the Warriors tomorrow too. The Clippers do. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so they're in the front end of a back to back, which again, that's one of those scheduling snafus. It could help one team greatly, mm-hmm. like the Warriors could like be aided by this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, if you're the king, so this is about. They had this issue last year. They couldn't get over uh, five games over over 500. Every time they got to four games over 500, they would lose and take a couple of steps back, and then they would climb, 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 and get back to four, and then lose. Mm-hmm. This is one of those moments where if you could break that that cycle early, you get to five games. It's real quick to ten. You get to ten, mm-hmm. and it's real. You, you can go big from there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, it's it's interesting. I like I had a lot of conversations around the team last night, and just like how this thing's playing out, and like where they feel like they're at, and all that stuff. And there is a, a sense here, like if you can start, you know, amassing a bunch of wins, and then play a really solid five hundred plus ball the rest of the season that you're that you're in. Uh, but you know, nothing set in stone. The Clippers are seven and nine. They're eleventh in the Western Conference. They just had a bad they're, loss, right? They're set, they lost to, yeah, they had the Denver late loss. blown lead to Denver where Denver was on the back end of a back-to-back with no Jokic, Gordon, or Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, the Clippers have wins over the Mavericks. That's a, that's a, that's that's a, a fine win. win. That's a yeah. decent win. I don't know how good the Mavericks are, but that's a, that's, a, that's a good enough win. They beat them by 19. They beat the heck out of them. They beat the Spurs twice. They have a win over the Rockets. Uh, excuse me, they've beaten the Spurs three times. A win over the Rockets, a win over the Blazers, and a win over the Magic. The Magic are good. The Magic can play. That's a good win. Yeah. But since adding James Harden, they have wins over the Rockets, a couple wins over the Spurs, and a win over the Mavericks. Yikes. Hmm. Apparently, they just kicked the crap out of Texas teams. I guess. Well, that's <laughs> I just, th- James th- Harden nothing, loves playing in Texas. Nothing about nothing about the Clippers is impressive. Except, hey, Kawhi Except and the Paul individuals. George. Right, Kawhi and Paul. <laughs> right, the, the 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 parts are greater than the sum. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is going to be one of those games where do you let the ghosts of a bunch of future Hall of Famers beat mm-hmm. you? 
because yeah. you have excuses. You or didn't do last you, night. Or do you walk in and you play it straight up and and you're the better team? Can I give you my keys to the game? Yeah, I want to hear them. Okay, so I have three keys to the game. You have three keys to the game. They're yep. different because I made sure they were. The first one, here's my thought on this. Let James Harden cook. Let James Harden do what James Harden wants to do. All right. If it is James Harden dribbles the air out of the ball and is taking step back threes, and okay, he's going to get his assists. Like, James Harden's not a bad playmaker. But if that's how it's going to be, then fine. Like, make him be the system because at this point, I think that's an effective way to limit Kawhi Leonard. You're limiting Paul George and make James Harden be a volume guy because that is a losing way to play basketball. Okay. So that's that's number one for me. Number two, you got to stay out of foul trouble in that same vein. Yeah. Like James Harden is going to try and draw fouls. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, they will try and draw fouls. Russell Westbrook, he's going to get down the lane. He's going to get to the rim. No cheap fouls. If you're going to foul a guy like Russell Westbrook in the lane, make sure he's not getting a shot on the rim. So limit, you don't want to get in foul trouble. You don't want Sabonis in and out, especially with a guy like Ivica Zubats, who is their starting center, another big he's uh, huge. player that, that somebody like Sabonis might have a little trouble with. So uh, stay out of foul trouble. That's a big one for me. That's just it slows the game down. That plays into the Clippers' hands. I don't I don't want to see foul trouble. And then I just mentioned it. Sabonis got to play big. That is not only on the stat sheet, but against a player like Zubats, he can't just let Zubats eat. Where he has twenty and fifteen or whatever. Sabonis has to have a good game tonight. Yeah, I I agree. And and you know Sabonis is a guy who you know coming off bad games, he's usually really good. Yeah. So uh, last year against the Clippers, Sabonis averaged 19.5 points, 8.8 rebounds. One of his worst rebounding, uh, that might be his worst, uh, that is the worst rebounding number of any team in the uh, in the whole season. Mm-hmm. And six assists. Like he did not thrive against his team, despite the fact that the Kings had some huge, huge games yeah. against them. Um, but like this is a game where like you'd like to see him have a bounce back and and play big. So yeah, no doubt. Uh I'm gonna add to your let James Harden cook. Okay. Uh I'm also gonna say let Russell Westbrook try to cook. Sure. That's fine. Yeah, like, when he's go in ahead. the game. Yeah. yeah, both of those guys, like they can ineffectively cook for you. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, they can burn <laughs> they, can cook they can burn poorly. that they, that jiffy pop <laughs> right on the stovetop that you know they didn't shake it enough. They they can they can get burned there. Um so my my keys, uh no excuses. Everybody plays back to backs. Yep. Uh, I don't want to hear it. Uh, the Kings got stomped the last time they played a back to back, and they need to be better in those situations. Everybody plays them, and I think the Kings have like 19 back to backs or something on the season. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's 15 this year. Maybe it's a little bit fewer, but like you can't take 15 losses because you can't play back to backs. That's just not the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Hit your free throws. That's a big deal because that, uh, that was embarrassing. Come on. Yeah. And and then my other one is get ready for more star power. Like this is a team that's going to get calls. They're going. They, it is nothing but stars, mm-hmm. and you have to understand that. And you know what? You go out there and you be your own star. Like Fox needs to be the guy that got to the line nineteen times or whatever it was, yep. seventeen times last night. Do it again. Yep. Like be that guy. They don't have somebody that can stop you. Nope. Like Russell Westbrook's not going to stop you. James Harden's not going to stop you. Like if they have to use Kawhi Leonard on you, okay. Kawhi like, is Kawhi is a good defender. He is not the defender he was when he was winning Finals MVPs. Well, and can he stay in front of De'Aaron Fox? And can uh, Paul George stay in front of De'Aaron? Like, no. Right. The answer is no. So, yeah. go out there and and play hard and and let the chips fall where they may. And I'm just going to talk like Costa Kufis for the rest of the show. 
<laughs> that was, dude, that's my it's my favorite bit. Every Sunday morning, I just tweet no no teams involved, but I say my keys to today's game, and then I pick three football cliches. Oh yeah, win the turnover battle, red zone, got to be good on third teams. down. Special oh, teams. Got, got, all three phases is one of my go-tos. Yeah. Got to win all three, three phases. phases. <laughs> <laughs> all right, James, uh, this has been super fun. Thank you, everybody, for listening, whether you were listening on the radio or on the Odyssey app or you were watching on Twitch or YouTube. We appreciate the hell out of all of you. Super fun game last night. Uh, couldn't wait to talk about it, and uh, you guys all delivered. Shout out to our friends from Jiffy Lube for dropping off some uh, just packages out of nowhere. We'll be giving those away at some point once we find out what they are. Uh, we'll be giving those away. Uh, let's find out uh, how we're doing that next week. For James Ham, I'm Kyle Madsen. We've been the Insiders. Talk to you tomorrow at 10. D-Lo and Casey are next on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 